0: The following is brought to you by Dustin Campbell, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, Nick Wood, and Craig. Welcome, everybody, to Long Island City, Queens, New York, for the Politics, Politics, Politics New York City Primary Edition. Boy, howdy, are my dogs barking at me because I have been crawling the pavement for you, the listeners of the Politics, Politics, Politics program. We're not going to beat around the bush. Here are the early results. As I am watching them come in, Eric Adams will in all likelihood be your Democratic nominee for mayor of the largest city in America. He is flanked then by Maya Wiley at number two. Catherine Garcia is number three. And a very disappointing fourth place early return finish. For Andrew Yang, the one-time frontrunner of this race, Uh, uh, not a great night for him as the early votes have come in. Now, this is a ranked choice election, so there will be some surprises to be had, but based on all uh, statistical likelihood, it's going to be Eric Adams. On the Republican side, big upset, Curtis Sliwa who you will remember as a a point of fascination of one of our guests on this podcast, Andrew Zarian. He pulls the upset over Mateo, his well-financed opponent, who was running as a a pro-Trump Republican. Bold move, Cotton. Uh, We saw how it played out for him. He loses and has already conceded by the time that I record this at about 1045 local time. What will follow in this show is my, you know, effective uh, documentary of my day on the trail out here. It was the uh, Monday before the Tuesday election day. You will hear me uh, you know, at, at an Andrew Yang event where I had a chance to ask a question of the candidate. Uh, me walking the streets with Catherine Garcia, the third place uh, uh, person, and then ending things up with uh, Maya Wiley, who is the second place. So looks like the, the the progressive cause, certainly not dead in New York City, but not enough to overtake the front runner in the latter few weeks and uh, month and a half of this race. Eric Adams. The former police captain, the uh, uh, current Brooklyn Borough president, will in all likelihood match up with Curtis Sliwa in the general in November. Until then, we will only have this memento. My day on the campaign trail. Burr. Ladies and gentlemen, our day begins. It is a rather balmy morning here in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn, amongst the stoops and the Red Brick, a working class neighborhood here. Uh, The Andrew Yang campaign is going to have a rally. Andrew scheduled to appear himself. This is uh, the second of his five stops amongst the five boroughs today. Before we get started on that, though, and the sounds and feelings of the Yang campaign, let me make a few observations. Number one, I said this during the PX3 Extra. I'm going to reiterate it right now at the beginning of where we are on Tuesday morning. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about this race. Nobody knows it's happening. It is remarkable considering how much name recognition is there and the fact that we have been as politically charged as we have been over the last several years that a a very interesting race, the first ranked choice voting, one with an outsider candidate like Andrew Yang, an unpopular mayor that everybody can dunk on in Bill de Blasio, whose term limited and therefore out, that this is not a bigger deal. I barely see signs in the windows. I see literally no merch on the the bodies of people. It is pretty crazy. Also, the board of election numbers that are coming in from the city of New York are fairly anemic. Add to all that. Add to all that. The fact that tomorrow on election day, and if early voting has been not great, then election day is, is when you're going to get the vast majority of what you're going to see and it's scheduled to rain. And apparently not just rain, but rain really, really, really hard. So if you're going to take a low turn at election and you're going to push that number even lower, then what's going to happen? I said on Friday before I left for New York on our PX3 live stream, when pressed for a prediction, I gave it. And that was if based on these polls, the Voters are most interested in public safety, then it's going to be hard to beat the cop. I picked Eric Adams. That being said, there is a hint of cautious optimism that is coming out of this Yang campaign, largely because of how low the turnout has been thus far. And if you have a low turnout, then a candidate that by far has the largest name recognition in Andrew Yang cannot be somebody who is counted out. As for our schedule today, it is catch as catch can. We are going to do everything that we can. We're definitely going to catch Andrew Yang here. We are likely going to catch Maya Wiley a little bit later today, and we're going to try and catch at least Catherine Garcia. As of right now, and I guess you guys will find out throughout this episode, I can't find where Eric Adams is going to be. I have emailed his campaign. I emailed all the campaigns. All the campaigns got back to me, but Eric Adams on the candidate, or on, on the schedule for their candidates for today. So buttons. <laughs> like, I, 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 I don't know where else to go with that. So we may or may not get any Eric Adams sound. I might have flown all the way here so I could not get sound of the person who wins this primary. Something else to watch and this uh, I'm sure I, I, I might have already touched on because I'm, I'm planning on doing the update that is from Tuesday night before any of this, but we don't know whether or not there is going to be a problem with how these things, how the results of this election being the first ranked choice are reported. We're supposed to get a report on first place votes on Tuesday night. Who knows if we will? There's now some machinations on how to sue for it, but we'll see going forward. That's the beginning of our day. Let's head on in to the Andrew Yang campaign in Bensonhurst, Brooklyn.
1: just set the all-time record for individual donors to a New York City race. All time, more individual donors than at any point in New York's history. And we did it, we did it together. And think about what this means, that more New Yorkers, more people have gotten behind this campaign against folks who've been essentially running for mayor for years and decades. Think about that. You know what that signals? That people want to turn the page. That people want real change. But it also signals that I don't owe anyone anything except a yeah. few yeah. of I want the city to work for us and our families. What does that mean? First, we need to be safe on our streets and on our subway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I am so proud to have been endorsed by the Police Captains Union, Eric Adams <laughs> Bull And the firefighters of New York City, the people that are running. Yes. Yeah. Both the police captains and the firefighters decided I have the right experience and vision to help keep New Yorkers safe. And I do wanna spend a little bit of time on this. Let's say you were part of a a group, a union for 22 years, and then let's say you decided to run for mayor, and then that group of people who worked with you more closely than anyone else, who know you better than anyone else, decided to go with Andrew Yang. Think about what that says about this person, their character, their leadership. That is not what we want in New York City, in City Hall. The police captains know it. The firefighters know it. And New York City knows that we need to make a better choice in this race for ourselves and our families. EMTs yeah, need a race They need a big race. I, I agree with that. Please. I agree with that.
2: thank okay.
1: you. Yeah, okay. so uh, this morning, uh, you linked you and Catherine team up to voter suppression. There's this racial element to it. What's your reaction to that claim? Obviously, it's, sorry, it's insane. But today he said it. It's hard to characterize people getting out of the vote as anything other than positive. Uh, you know, we need people to make their voices heard. We need people to express their preferences uh, for more than one candidate. Um, and, and so, uh, I have a hard time seeing where where he's coming from. I will say that the last thing New York City needs. Is a mayor who uses race baiting anytime he is criticized? Yes, sir. On the ranked choice voting, are
3: you concerned about not getting the second and third choice rankings you need to win? Just to, you know,
1: with the breakdown of how this is sort of showing so forth? Uh, we're going to uh, we're we're winning among uh, number one votes uh, in the early voting, um, and I've consistently uh, found people uh, who feel like uh, I'd be uh, someone who wants to do right for them and their families. Uh, some people, uh, you know, have said to me that they're between me and another candidate. Um, so I'm confident I'll get a lot of number two votes. So hey, yes. yes, right here. Um, Eric Adams is calling you and Catherine Garcia a racist for campaigning against a black candidate. What do you have to say about this claim? Well, uh, Maya Wiley, I believe recently said that there there's nothing uh, racialized about two candidates campaigning um, with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll leave it at
0: that. Uh, just to follow up on the uh, uh, early voting, uh, uh, could you just uh, uh, go a little bit deeper onto how confident you are in terms of, of the early voting that has happened thus far? And how do you like your chances in an election day that might happen in the rain?
1: We feel great about the early vote Uh, If you look at it, uh, you'll see that uh, we we ran a poll and uh, it shows that we won the early vote. Um, But also, turnout was very high um, in in neighborhoods that we're excited about. Um, And there was anecdotal evidence as well that a lot of people who showed up at the polls um, were supporting me. Um, I think that every day that's passed, more and more people have realized that I'm the right leader for the city, uh, that I I should be the 110th mayor. Um, A lot of voters are just tuning in, Uh, they're trying to figure out who to support. And based upon what I'm seeing and feeling on the streets, uh, a lot of them are, are deciding that I'm the right man for the job. Politics, politics. <laughs> Thank
2: you all for coming out. I know it's hot.
3: Hello.
0: He's a storm
2: chaser. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> with the winter <laughs>
0: So we are here now in Sunset Park. Catherine Garcia has just arrived. She's going to walk around and talk to small businesses here in the Brooklyn neighborhood. Uh, the big questions now are, uh, you know, the further comments by Eric Adams about uh, her alliance with Andrew Yang over the last couple of days and Bill de Blasio apparently casting shadows now over the ranked choice voting system.
2: De Blasio said today at his presser that he found you and Andrew Yang to be, quote, an odd couple and said the pairing was, quote, opportunistic because he doesn't think that you guys are aligned. Do you have a response to that? Look, this is about supporting ranked choice voting. And I would think that the current mayor who knows that New Yorkers approved ranked choice voting by 73 percent would be for that as well
1: that he's undermining the system just the day before the election?
2: Is it the system we chose? It's going to take some time for us to count all the votes, uh, but we're going to learn patience as New Yorkers. Do you think de is was doing this because he supports Eric Adams? No
0: comment on that. Do you believe there's going to be a problem with somebody accepting the results of this election?
2: Oh, I will absolutely accept and support the Democratic nominee. That is what we will have to do to come together. I know that... We all seem to take for granted that there is a general in the fall, but I do not.
1: So mine's a bit of a long question. So Eric Adams went on CNN today and was asked about claims um, that your alliance with Yang is voter suppression. Uh, Eric Adams, I do want to ask about the lay alliance formed by uh, Yang and and Garcia. Uh, To you, this is seen as something mischievous and something negative. And you said that this is a form of voter suppression. This is to prevent a black candidate from being elected. Can you explain that a bit more?
4: Uh, no i never use the term voter suppression Uh, many of my supporters and other new yorkers have expressed what they felt took place on juneteenth which is now a federal holiday Uh, and, and when you really look at it the doing that and making that call, it just feeds into the signals of America. Listen, we know America's dog pass, Everything from poll taxes uh, to how we stopped the voting and what we sent across the country. And so many people felt that this was uh, symbolic of that. But I'm focused on the future of this city, and I want to use these last few hours on how I continue to get my message out for New Yorkers. We stated what we felt about the alliance, and now it's time to move forward about the future of this city.
2: I don't understand why promoting voting could in any way be interpreted as suppressing anyone's vote. I want the democratic process and everyone to be involved. If you feel like you're being kept from voting, you should definitely, definitely make sure that the poll knows about it and you are reaching out to the board of elections.
0: Garcia now visiting a me Getting out the vote. Even while getting lunch. What a candidate. No, 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 we have to dance, okay? Please, please, please. It's okay. we
1: have to for the campaign. Thank you. Thank you
2: so much. Make sure you look Tomorrow.
0: She went with the spicy, by the way.
2: Thank you so much okay. for the support. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're really good. Five. Thank you. Make you
1: get everyone out to vote tomorrow. Okay, okay, good, good. Yeah,
2: Yeah. Vote tomorrow. Tomorrow. Hi. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Garcia is making her way down what is this, Eighth Avenue in Sunset Park in Brooklyn. Uh something that I've noticed though, she's got two flyers, one that's mainly English language, another that is uh in what I would presume to be a uh Asian dialect. Uh but the Asian one has Andrew Yang's face on him. And if you're 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 looking at building this coalition, then that's certainly part of it. Uh She's walking into a lot of these predominantly Asian businesses and, uh, you know, getting her name out there. This is retail politics, though. This is, this is not a, a big-ticket, uh, stage-managed, hit-your-mark Broadway-style theater politics. This is rough-and-tumble, elbow grease, handing out flyers and, and getting snubbed when somebody has no idea who the hell you are. Uh, this is a family affair. Garcia is out with her daughter uh who started eating her bond mate. That's fun. yeah. Huh?
2: Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Oh yeah, 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 tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Uh in the eighth, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll yeah, have a very hard oh, right? Yes, it's PS... Uh, PS 896.
2: Huh? PS 896 on 48th Street. 48th Street? Yep. Yeah, where's yeah. your number of boats I'll leave you in forty seven. Okay, great. And then we are here. That's a good... Okay, tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow. Okay, bye. Thank you going so yeah, tomorrow? George! George! Nice. Do your civic duty
0: is there like a target number for voter turnout
2: uh you know more is always better <laughs> but uh we don't have a target internally. yeah internally no and it is it is um I am, I really am hopeful that with this many candidates that actually means there's a ton of get out the vote activities. Yeah. And that we are getting people to the polls. So critically important. Do
0: you think that like the passion between everything that the city's gone through and the presidential race has caused kind of like a fatigue?
2: Hi, are you voting tomorrow? Thank you. Um, I, you know, there was definitely a tiredness around December and January Mm -hmm. when we were still waiting for Georgia. Then June 6th happened Yeah Uh, But I felt a lot more energy of late So I'm hoping that translates into voters
0: Do a big turnout tomorrow? Are you worried about the weather? (coughs) I actually don't know
2: what the weather is tomorrow Rain Rain Really bad rain? (laughs) Great, so what should I be wearing tomorrow as I'm outside all day? Galoshes Galoshes? (laughs) Well, I bet you can't
4: wear sanitation
2: No, I can't wear sanitation
0: All right. Some real quick thoughts. Um, at the end of that, Catherine Garcia, uh, walk through sunset park. Number one, she comes across a lot more, uh, personable than she does on television in person. She was a very likable person walking around. Uh, you can tell she's nervous. You can tell she's weary. You know, this is a, an ego depleting thing and, and. You know, listeners to my history show, Raise the Dead, will remember when we went over the 1960 election, there is the 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 feeling of Hubert Humphrey versus John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy was touring around like a rock star, and he had all these famous people and his famous family and his famous family's friends all around him. And then there was Hubert Humphrey sitting on the side of the road in the uh uh Wisconsin primary handing out flyers. And that's what it kind of feels like. You know, Andrew Yang's going on his five borough tour and uh, Eric Adams is barely doing anything physical. He's mostly just doing television today. And there's Catherine Garcia out there with her flyers, you know, and and, uh, I don't know if it can be quantified what an area of ego duality you have to exist in when you are asking to run, the privilege to run a city of eight million and counting, which takes an ego, right? And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in like self confidence. You need an element of self confidence, and yet you're on the street and you are basically getting refused like somebody who's trying to hand out, uh, uh you know, uh, flyers for some awful club party. You know, for like two-for-one windows, people are just refusing this free thing out of your hand. That's that's a weird feeling, I, I could imagine. And, and I can't imagine that it's particularly ingratiating, you know? I thought that that moment at the end was telling where, you know, I asked her whether or not she felt that there was a fatigue in the city. And then, uh, I don't know if it plays... It, it played in the moment. I genuinely feel like she had no idea what the weather's going to be tomorrow. And as soon as she found out it was rain, like there was an element of energy that was just sucked out of her. I don't know. I'm rooting for Catherine Garcia as a human. I don't know if I'm rooting for her as a candidate because what the hell does it matter, right? I, I live in Austin. But like, I'm rooting for her as a person. I, I, I like Catherine Garcia after walking through Sunset Park with her. That's my feeling. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Friends, we're going to take a break. Oh, my God. humping all around Brooklyn for this show. I've, I've sat my happy butt down underneath a shady tree in the borough of Brooklyn. So I might give thanks. I give thanks to you, the listeners of this show, the folks who helped me fulfill my dream. Here's some funny, uh, some funny things. I love this when I'm out here and I'm actually covering stuff that like, you know, big boys are covering the television networks and the major newspapers. And if you follow politics on Twitter, you might run into a few people that like, you know, you recognize them by their avatar. And they always do this thing. They look down at my at my my, my press badge, and they always try to to figure it out. And, and the press badge flips around and is 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 not cooperative. But I've got the White House press pool things on there, so like you know, it, it just shows that I'm not some random jamoke. But eventually, they see that I am here with politics, politics, politics. I'm here for you. And they always kind of sneer, which at a certain point, I'm not gonna lie, got to me. It got to me. It got my goat a little bit. That how dare you look down on me when eventually, I don't care if you're at the New York Times or the Washington Post or the New Yorker or whatever, eventually all of you guys are going to get sold off to some TikToker's new vertical. Like that's where your job is going. Our job stays around as long as we want. So either they're going to be exactly like me with their own press pass, or they're, they're, they're going to be cashing some random check. I say all that to say this. When they sneer at me, they sneer at you. But we, me and everybody listening, the beautiful thing about that is that we don't care. <laughs> we do what we want. We cover what we want. And the reason why we do it is because you make it happen. TakePoliticsSeriously.com. That's where you go. That's where you 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 make a, a donation on Patreon. You get on our $3 level. You get our bonus podcast. Our $3 bonus podcast. Where you get your bonus shows on Monday and Thursday That's where you get on our $10 tier And you get your name read right at the end of the show Like we'll do eventually But that's the beauty of this Is they have no advantage over us We're doing everything that they're doing But we do exactly what and how we want And when I think of it like that As I sit under this shady Brooklyn tree, I can't help it if I kind of sneer at them back. Thank you, friends. TakePoliticsSeriously.com Let's get back on the trail! This is by far the uh, biggest event that we have uh, we have covered thus far. Big scrum, big crowd, staged appropriately. Far from the very functional Yang rally inside of his Bensonhurst office certainly not the humble way that uh Catherine Garcia was no. meeting with prospective voters in Sunset Park. this is uh certainly a lot more stage managed made for television and low the television cameras are behind me Scrum of photographers with a lot to shoot here. As we get ready for uh, Maya Wiley to come on up and uh, make her final remarks, hey, how are you? Good, how are you? The Wiley staff, I, I will say, is is thick here. A lot of them comprising uh, the crowd behind her and uh, making sure that everybody is, is framed correctly for all of the TV Myer, cameras.
4: Go, Maya, go, Maya, go, go! Go, Maya, go, Maya, go! Go, Maya, go, Maya, go! Go, Maya, go, Maya, go! Go,
2: Maya, go, Maya, go! Go, Maya, go, Maya, go! Are y'all ready to
4: change New York City for the better? Go, go!
0: Hakeem yeah! yeah! Jeffries now up yeah! on the podium Ready to elect
4: Maya Wiley as the next mayor of the yeah! city of New York yeah! This is an extraordinary moment for us here in New York City It's a change election and Maya Wiley is the change candidate Yeah. yeah. Ready for this election, yeah. ready for this moment Absolutely. Ready to lead New York City forward People ask me sometimes, why did I choose to endorse Maya? Rank her number one. I'm glad you asked the question. Uh, Maya Wiley is eloquent. Uh, Maya Wiley is elegant. Uh, Maya Wiley is effervescent. Uh, Maya Wiley is excellent. Uh, Maya Wiley is effective. Maya Wiley is extraordinary. Maya Wiley is exciting. When we elect Maya Wiley, she's going to look after every day Americans, every day New Yorkers, every day of the week, she serves City. Every day. It's my honor to bring up, to introduce my Wiley, the great Gloria Steinem.
2: are going to be here for a victory celebration like I never, never, never seen. And I am so grateful to Maya for running. I know that it's not easy. <laughs> uh,
4: but she has given us the gift of her compassion, of her talent, of her intelligence, of her understanding of the glorious diversity of our city ever
2: ever had a woman or a woman like this before so i thank you and we only i've already voted for her we must have the courage to stare down the incredible trauma we've experienced. Come on come
1: on, come
2: on Maya. A trauma that is born from a pandemic where we lost over 30,000 souls. But a pandemic that was also one where the entire world as well as this city said. It is time to get your knee off the neck of black people. It is time to get your knee off the neck of immigrants. It is time to get your knee off the neck of women. It is time for us to recognize just how miraculous we are when we come together.
0: We are at election day, and that means that we have to, to bring to a close uh, the, the climactic, thrilling conclusion of the journey we've been on with Andrew Zarian, our New York City mayoral primary correspondent, and now I am live in Bayside, Queens. You are, you are living the Queens dream right now. You, I, you've gone from Long Island City <laughs> all the way to the suburbs. I have traversed into deep Queens. I, I actually went to the uh, uh, zoo on Sunday. The my, Bronx? My, no, no, no. Queens Zoo in Corona. Oh, wow! I I forgot that existed. Yeah, no. Because my cousin lives in lives in Corona. So, oh, nice. Uh, uh, so I went to go visit there. I, I've been very Queens and Brooklyn heavy. Aside Listen, from the aside from the meetup uh, uh, in in Manhattan, I've I've been all outer boroughs. Yeah, I, I wish I could have joined you on Sunday, but Father's Day. Father's Day. You need to be a father. I need, need to, be to be a, a father. father. No, no, no. And to be totally honest, as much as I had a blast during the um during the meetup, and I wouldn't cha- uh, trade it for the world. Uh, I I would uh, have also liked to, if I could split myself into two people, go walk down the road to see Foo Fighters reopen MSG, which apparently was like the show of shows. Dave Chappelle came out and sang Creep by Radiohead. So
3: I thought originally it was going to be like you needed to have vaccinations and all this stuff. That's what they said. But I knew I know like 20 people that went. And these are very hard anti-vax people. Yeah. That
0: went to but, this they thing. but they also love food fighters. But they love the
3: food fighters. Somehow they somehow they got in. I don't know if they I were testing if, or. Yeah, or what. I don't think
0: that they're doing anything crazy. <laughs> All right, so here it, it is Election Day. People are going to the polls as we speak. Uh, uh, obviously, this is uh, uh, kind of a a a, a recap, <laughs> a recap, recap. Because at the beginning of this episode, we will tell you what happened at the end of it, but. Uh, I, I do want to just get your your broad senses of the race. You were very skeptical from the first time that you came on the show that Andrew Yang, then the front runner, was going to hold his lead, and now as we are here, it Eric Adams is the polling favorite. Uh, the Yang campaign, though, is is confident, very confident of 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 the three campaigns that I saw last night or yesterday uh, that everybody just listened to they are are messaging very confidently. Yang seems very confident in a way that Maya Wiley and uh, uh, Garcia did not. Uh, uh, What is your sense of the Yang campaign up till this point? I I feel bad for him.
3: Bad? I feel bad for Yang. I feel like he was bullied by the entire city from day one. because uh, I, 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 he was trying to be too nice I think you know what happened it came off and I'm not saying that this is this is he is this but he yeah. came off disingenuine okay. uh, to a lot of people uh, not to me I, I actually uh, you know he, he
0: followed the Bloomberg model yeah uh of, he was likable bloomberg he was a he was a likable bloomberg yeah, um, bloomberg kind of feels like a fish that gains sentience <laughs> yes he does and a few billion yeah. dollars yeah
3: all, all at all
0: at the same time
3: yeah uh I, I think with andrew yang he he was this i know he's a new yorker but yes. he's not this isn't his city and i feel like for some you know it's funny uh, de Blasio's not really a new yorker yeah but he was able to hide it a little bit better uh, he, he plays New Yorker very well. Yeah, I mean like, he, he, he does, cuts his pizza and he goes to the YMCA. Yeah. Very much New York things to do, obviously. But he he did, it, but he he connected on some level because he was grassroots in Brooklyn. He still worked here for all these years. I think for Yang, uh, other than having this interesting celebrity hood, yeah. And I was intrigued by him. I like the fact that he's a business guy. I I think he's a very intelligent guy. I think he's he's a nice guy. He's charming. He just didn't. He couldn't keep up, especially when everybody he started getting accused of of being a racist
0: he really didn't have a response to that well uh, he was getting accused of being a racist from eric Adams, so i guess that gives us our natural transition to the front runner at least the polling front runner and this will be very very funny if indeed yang is leading by the end of tonight which everybody will know by the time that they hear this part of the podcast but uh eric adams is somebody that i think will be very hard to beat because oftentimes elections, especially low turnout elections are very simple. Yeah. What do people care about? Which is the candidate that would address it the most? And this is going to be a very low turnout election. It's uh, a very low turnout primary. Uh, It's a public safety election. Hard to beat the cop. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, it's, it's sometimes it's just that simple that like when people are scared, then they want somebody who is going to, to bring law and order. Now, that being said, boy, does that guy only have, One counterpunch. It's like, no matter what you say, I'm going to be tough in the streets. Well, no, also (laughs) you're racist. Yeah. So like, yes, you just told me that I I lied about this thing. And it's pretty obvious that I don't live in this Brooklyn apartment. Like, but really, you're racist. You're campaigning with another candidate. Well, I don't know why you're
3: racist. I see. I don't I don't feel that that was a fair attack on adrian i i and they all piled on to him you know every everything was a pile on. everybody pushed
0: on yang and now everybody's pushing on adams because adams is
3: is, uh, is that the adams got the new york post endorsement new york post is a right leaning yes publication I mean, newspaper tabloid whatever the hell you want to call it but yeah. i mean for him to get that endorsement uh it says a lot you know it says it says a tremendous amount on how the city falls uh i i am leaning towards eric adams for a number of reasons, but. Yeah uh if if we're talking about the democratic primary i think this is the best bet for uh for the democrats to beat obviously the new york city mayoral front runner and that's curtis Llewell. yeah
0: who will likely not make it out of tonight although we i guess we will we will have had to uh, uh you know announce that as well uh, up, up top i i i now
3: to myself daily yeah i i speak in his voice okay and I have written, I'm in the process. I'm at, I'm at like the hundredth page of this book. It's a fan fiction of him living in the sewers for the last 45 You've years. You've written a, yes.
0: a Curtis lewa fan yeah. fiction wherein he has made a life in the sewers. So, so from yeah. his heyday with the guardian, guardian angels, angels to After now, the mafia kidnapped him and uh, they nearly killed him. Exactly. He, he escaped to the sewers
3: where he was rescued by Master Splinter. Okay. And he started... <laughs> the the guardian angels to fight the foot soldiers gotcha uh and this is the whole thing you know he goes so to this friend. is the hidden history yeah. of curtis lee down yeah. out and i'm writing stars. that whole book it should be released sometime in august <laughs> available on amazon and of course at uh anywhere books are sold let
0: me ask you this why does nobody care about this election because that's that's my biggest my biggest takeaway is now going through three boroughs following around with these candidates uh i have seen No T-shirts, hats or buttons that were supporting a candidate that were not worn by people that were working for the campaigns. I have seen very few uh, signs in windows, either in high traffic areas and in touristy uh, places or the more residential areas through Queens and Brooklyn. It doesn't seem like New York is particularly dialed in. To this election, it's getting a lot more media coverage than I think people in New York care about it. Why? Yeah, I, I, well, th- this is this about New York. This yeah. is
3: how it is always. Uh, we just don't care about voting. And I think it's terrible. I think it's a terrible thing. The reason why de Blasio had two terms is because of low voter turnout. Yeah. Nobody votes. Nobody cares to go and vote. I don't know why. I, I, I mean, listen, in my mind, being a New Yorker, this is a very important city in the world. Yeah, this election uh, sets precedence for a lot of things, the finance industry, uh, entertainment, mm-hmm. the, ecu- the global economy to many levels. So real estate, everything, everything. Uh, this is a major, major election coming out of a, a terrible pandemic. And uh, I mean, you, you nobody really cares. And I don't know if it's because of the fact that we were just were exhausted from 2016 on with po- politics. I think, yeah. That, or it's we just don't give a crap in New York because we don't believe anything will change. I
0: think my my guess the 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 short, super neat, tidy narrative guess that I would have is that like coming out of COVID, like that it, it was the, a very painful year, not only economically but obviously you had a lot of death, uh, death surrounding you. You know, knew somebody who knew somebody who probably lost somebody. Uh, but then also it's been very politically charged and everybody got really, really excited for a big election just a few months ago that was supposed to, to you know, change the world. And now it's like a uh, bunch of Democrats running against each other. Like there are some people that are really, really, really fired up about yeah. it. But, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I just expected. Something, even even like the Yang people, because the Yang people are usually like out in force and, and you see people flex in on that. So uh, I,
3: it, it is. And you hit something right on the head. And I find this to be fascinating. The infighting within the parties. Yeah, uh, I've never seen. I, I, I This honest, honestly would be the first time I've ever seen that two uh, front runners for the mayor position of the city accusing mm-hmm. each other of being racist. You know, like one is accusing one being racist. The other one's not genuine. Uh, it's very.
0: I don't Yang, like Yang, Yang called uh, uh, Adams a, a race baiter. race baiter, that race what it was. baiter yesterday.
3: Uh, I, I, I feel that this
0: is national
3: level politics yeah. on a local scale and it doesn't work. I don't think
0: that So works. you don't think that that's. But I mean, if they were quieter, I don't think that that New York, you know, really, really responds to a quieter, more civil campaign. I think for New York, honestly, it, it's it's. Because that's certainly simplest. not that that's that's not what the front runner's been doing. No, the, no, the, the, the front runner's been trashing and I don't like and everybody, and I don't like that at all.
3: It seems to
0: have been doing well in the ball. Well,
3: I, I think Adams was going to do well regardless. I think it was a slow start, and I think people realize. Listen, he. I, there's also that weird element in New York where you know that the Republicans really don't have a shot.
0: There's not enough of them. The, unless this, unless you're basically running as a centrist Democrat. And right now there's no Republican that's running. I mean, I mean like, the
3: last the last hardline Republican was Giuliani. And Giuliani was still not like a national level hardline Republican. No. You know, he was still a New York Republican. And it, it's no, he was the he same. was he was a tough on crime
0: uh you know, pro-choice yeah, <laughs> Republicans. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, we were talking before we, before we turned the mics on that. It's, it's kind of interesting that the top two uh, polling candidates right now in Yang and Adams are kind of cut from the cloth of like Yang being a Bloomberg archetype yeah. and, and uh, Adams being a Giuliani archetype. And I'm, I know that that's controversial to some people, but it's like tough on crime, safer streets. Safer streets. Uh,
3: low, well, the Republican line would be tough on crime, lower your taxes. Yes. And uh, and now, obviously, it's critical race theory, which is a big part of uh, the story for New York City schools. There's a lot of fear regarding critical race theory being taught in the schools and everything else that's
0: boiling on top of that. So, I mean, those are the real three points that- of, of, a, of a traditional Republican platform. At this and, moment, and, yeah. and, and we're kind of seeing those we're things seeing that. echoed in the Democratic. Primary. Wild, right? Wild. Which is funny because, you know, so I saw my Wiley she effectively kind of ended her campaign, although she's been out, uh, you know, raising awareness today, uh, outside the Brooklyn museum. And it was the first time that I had heard her kind of effectively, anybody really on, on a, on a larger scale kind of effectively spell out a like defund the police argument without saying the dreaded words like, and, and I don't know. I, I just, I, I think that, I don't know what to make of the progressive cause in New York post this election and how much of, of it matters and how much of it doesn't because they had this progressive champion and Scott Stringer, he gets me too'd. everybody flees endorsement wise from him. They all coalesce around Maya Wiley. So now Maya Wiley is kind of ascending, but even her, she had like a little moment in the sun, you know, where, where she pulled around second and now she's back to fourth in the, in the most recent yeah. poll. So it's like, if, if, if that, prog- if that kind of progressive can't work here, after a summer of, of disrest of, of of unrest where there were people in the streets marching, like, I don't know. I don't know when it can work. I think, you know, if, if everything
3: that happened over the summer happened yeah, and we didn't see an uptick in crime, right. We didn't see an uptick in violence, in assaults, in robberies. Yeah. Uh, we didn't see any of that. Then I would say that a progressive ticket would have a very, uh, not not a, it's not a cakewalk but they would have a much easier time yeah uh selling their platform i even now i i mean one of my one of my best friends his wife is very political uh leans ultra progressive yeah and to hear her say no the whole it is the narrative of defunding the police is wrong the platform should be
0: reform it should be accountability i think yeah that's that's the 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 two branches the buzz, that I think people phrase. kind of really, really want to get to is how do we effectively identify and weed out bad actors, right? Yeah. And two, these are like things that everybody can agree with. And two, are police responding to things that police aren't effective for, like like public, like, like mental yeah. health, like stuff like that. Yeah.
3: So how do you do it? You know, uh, do, you, do you have a, my mother-in-law is a social worker. Yeah, there is no way in hell she's going to respond to a, a call yeah. or a, for she can't, any- she can't, she can't get strapped up. She's not going to do it. No, I mean, she can. She yeah. lives in Long Island. She lives in Long Island. She could get strapped up. But I, I mean, <laughs> she, she even says, listen, I'm not saying that what we do today is right, especially with mental health issues. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- those scenarios generally don't end easily. Well. And you you have to take a different approach sometimes when you know that the person is not really hundred percent in control of what they're doing at the moment. Yeah. So should you should your automatic first thought be, let me tase this guy and handcuff him and, and take him to a hospital? No, it shouldn't be that. It should be de-escalating the situation and working away. That doesn't come from defunding,
0: that comes from retraining, refocusing. You know, and that was what, what Wiley said uh, on on Monday. Is that like the way she got into it, which I thought was really smart was talking about like when, when she talks about trauma that we can't forget that the police share a gigantic amount of, of, of trauma in the city that it's very, very hard to do their job. So she led with the idea of this is a difficult thing. Not yeah. all police are evil to think it's smart, smart. I you're, you're yeah, smart yeah, platform if, if you're going to do that and then led into like, all right, we're just police are, are responding to too many things. We need to make sure that there's a different way that we respond to it. I would have liked to, I mean, if I'm, if I'm just critiquing the campaign, would have liked to have heard some of that stuff, you know, during the debates yeah. or, <laughs> you know, I think some maybe come also- up, come up with a, with a, with it with a pithy slogan for it. Like, uh, uh, you know, somebody else during her, her event said like, nobody's ever said defund public safety and, and maybe try to rebrand it as I am the public safety candidate. And, and that's what, that's very, that's, what, that's what I care about. But, you know, we we, we haven't really seen that. And I I do think that this was just kind of a snake bit cause for the progressives, at least now, considering, you know, hell, uh, it seems like Yang and Adams were the candidates that were that were meeting the moment, at least. And this could be hilariously wrong if uh, if if at the beginning of this podcast, Maya Wiley is the next uh, Uh, next mayor. Uh,
3: Well, I am going to tell you, if she if she somehow were to win the nomination for the Democrats, the primaries, uh, I think it would be a very uphill battle for her. I cheat.
0: You think so against against Mateo? Because it's going to be Mateo on the Republican side, and he's running as a pro-Trump Republican. It can't be Mateo. Has who else? Has to be my boy Curtis Sliwa. Sliwa. It's me, Curtis Sliwa. Giuliani came out and 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 uh, uh, endorsed him yesterday, Sliwa. So uh, uh, you know maybe, but but even then, the the attack that Mateo has on Sliwa in his ads, which are running fairly frequently, when I was just randomly watching daytime television. Uh, is that my opponent's a never trumper which like you know you're running these ads in new york city right like you shouldn't be advertising that your that your opponent is a never trumper because you're basically telling the majority of people to vote for him. i mean the reality is uh there are pockets
3: of red in the city staten island being one uh bensonhurst brooklyn where you were yeah being very red uh this side of queens leans heavier red yeah not not totally so But this isn't deep south red.
0: This isn't evangelical red. This is a different kind of red. This is New York City
3: red. I had somebody one time told me something very derogatory about a New York Republican. Okay. Uh, And it's how and, and I truly believe this is how many, many deep south evangelical republicans feel about new york california yeah you know northeastern uh west coast republicans they don't believe that our values are even similar to their republican or conservative values yeah and i always tell people there's different levels of being a conservative or a republican i hate labels i yeah. hate labeling myself one or the other or anything uh i'll there's a very good chance i'm voting for eric adams yeah for the mayoral election, because I think he's the most qualified out of the candidates. Not because I agree with every talking point he has. I most likely, I probably don't agree with many of them, but yeah, that's just how it is. You're, you're not the, the, the odds of a politician being a hundred percent aligned with your thought process are nearly impossible. And nor should yours ever be aligned. You should be open to hearing different ideas. Listen, the whole defunding the police. I hate that talking point top to bottom. I dislike it. However, if it was crafted in a different way that didn't say defund and it said, you know, train or reform or whatever, whatever the hell phrase you want to use, people would be a little bit more comfortable with it.
0: You know, I I forget who it was, but it was one of the civil rights icons. It was either John Lewis or, um, or or one of the other congressional civil rights icons that said that, you know, defund the police was the modern day burn baby burn. and And that's something that it's like, you know it was very much embraced by yeah. uh, people in the in 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 you know the era that it was popular as this exciting thing but yeah. it's like nobody's actually going to vote for burn baby burn and like no one's actually going to vote for defund the police like you were going to get excitement in the streets you might get donations online but but you, you, you can't that's not a a, a concrete plan because it's over broad and it you it, it you know it's unsellable in a world where you have public safety problems so
3: another thing that I was, uh, you know, because since we started doing this, I've been a little bit more into Diled hearing in. what what people want to hear, what yeah. people are thinking. And um, another friend of mine that leans heavily left uh, is a little. We were talking about progressivism in New yeah. York City, and another point was, you know, post COVID, that Amazon building, that Amazon uh, factory uh, office space that was going to go supposed to, to be City, where supposed to be
0: where my hotel is. Um,
3: you know, fighting against that really didn't look doesn't look like a good idea now because you're talking about a ton of jobs, a lot of, jobs, a lot of tax de- revenue, a lot of tax re- and a ton of hundred thousand plus salaries to go yep. in a neighborhood in an area that's still up and coming. Yep. Uh, it's it's Long Island City. You know, now it's a whole different world. You It's like almost like how you talk about Williamsburg being developed from the dumps to that same thing with Long Island city. Yeah. My father had an opportunity to buy a building there for $20,000 in 1990, 1990, 1991, something like that. It was a corner. It was like a burnt building. Yeah. That built that property sold for about $13 million Good a couple million. of years ago. Yeah. So you could tell that the money's getting developed in there. You robbed these people of a great opportunity to revitalize even more on the platform of we're fighting for you. Yeah. Well, We're now in a in a global recession. We're now in a post pandemic where we don't know the
0: other shoe has not dropped. Those jobs would look great for New York City. It's it's a very interesting world that this election is kind of entering into and the next mayor is going to enter into, which again, let me let me just get back to my major point. Uh, it baffles my mind that there's not more energy for this. Like I thought for sure I would, I would see something, some Garcia sign, some Adam sign, some, something just, just randomly, like people walking around with hats or something. Like I was at a, a, a bar in sunset park yesterday after I did the, 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 the Garcia event. And I was talking to the bartender, which is like 80% of how I like to understand uh, how people care oh, about me the 100%. election. 100%. And uh, the guy was like, uh, "Yeah, Yang was in here. It's a nice guy." I'm like, "Oh, really?" And he's like, "Yeah, he gave us a poster." And I'm like, "Oh, really? Did you put it up?" He's like, "That's too big." <laughs> 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 so it's like, like that. That's where it is. It's yeah. like, yeah, you should have brought a smaller poster. That, that you know, when 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 you're like normally like you know the mayor a possible future mayor especially a guy that's famous on television yeah. comes in you're like oh no sign the poster maybe we'll like frame and we'll put it above the, on the wall no, can't put it in the front now it's like ah if it was a postcard maybe we keep it up but we don't want to look uh, uh uh you know uh, bad for putting up something in, the, in, in in the window it is
3: interesting how he went from a national he went for the presidency to running for mayor of the city and he can't he there's no i mean he's petered out you know
0: I, um, again, I'm I'm only gonna... Why do you think? Why do you think that happened? I think that uh, there were effectively two races. There was Andrew Yang who was cheerleader of New York and was uh, uh, he would have polled better and again, we don't know exactly because we're recording this before the, the results come in but if the election was about the business revitalization of New York, I think Yang would have been the guy. If it were about jobs, Yang, I think, would be the guy. Because now you you could point to what you just said about that Amazon uh, uh, headquarters going in in Long Island City, and you can say, you, know, you want to know what? Our old way of thinking blocked that. We need a new way of thinking to think about this differently economically. He's not been... You know, he's been as harsh as Adams has been on public safety. It's just he's done it without being a cop for, for, uh, you know, several decades. Listen, if you're talking about police reform in any kind of way, who better
3: than someone that's been in there? You know, uh, he's experienced a lot of the issues that people complain about. A lot of the racism he's experienced as a cop. He's seen bad cops. He's seen good cops. I, I mean, well, here's here's the other thing that happened.
0: Yeah, is that Yang was an actual threat. And one of the conversations that we had very, very early on was about New York City is a who you know, political oh, environment, big time, big time. Right. And by all available uh, uh, reporting, Bill de Blasio hates Yang and has been working in the shadows to help get endorsements for Adams. And and every endorsement that he's gone for Adams has gotten. He is far away. The leader in terms of Did endorsements Adams get and unions. the city vote. Uh, the Hasidic endorsement no I think Yang did Yang did interesting yeah well at least he he certainly has had uh uh, uh you know as much visibility with with, with the orthodox and Hasidic community and, and I think that's a fascinating
3: part that most people have no idea about how the New York local elections work where if you get the orthodox uh Jewish orthodox vote or the Hasidic vote uh it, it will elevate you to a very different level um and, and and Yang obviously he has the Asian endorsement New York City heavy heavy within the Asian community I mean Flushing Queens right over here it's it's primarily chinese korean uh uh, pacific asian so it, it's it's interesting how Yang Yang's still I'm regrouping now regroup now, regroup, now I'm cuz you might cuz you might yeah, you might you might be wrong it's not i I don't think it's going to be a I would be shocked if it is a landslide I still think Adams will uh, Adams will get the Manhattan vote for sure. I think he'll do primarily really well in the Bronx and Brooklyn. Uh, Queens could heavily be a Yang County. Um, I would imagine if I would be shocked if Yang didn't have the advantage in Queens. Be very shocked. Yeah. Uh, But it really comes down to then Manhattan. Uh, If Yang could get an edge in Manhattan and some in Brooklyn, then you got a very close election. So
0: here is the Yang argument is uh and their internal pollster just did a big tweet thread about this this morning is that number one they you can actually look at some of the uh early voting that has come in and specifically in terms of uh where it's come in and they feel very confident yang said at the event that i covered that they are leading in first place votes in early voting they believe that they are leading Uh. in first place votes in early voting and they believe that uh or at least by the numbers. All of Yang neighborhoods are overperforming compared to Adams neighborhoods that are underperforming. Now, I had received I had early on, but we I, have we have I mean, that's early voting. So we have no yeah, idea, have no idea. Not, that that is on election day. I don't, don't know anybody look, that did it's, early. voting. It's, it's, it's a crappy day today. Like it's drizzling. Well, it's it probably going to rain. Did you see yeah.
3: anybody there? Nobody. No. No. I saw I saw. You know what I did see? Tell,
0: tell them what you, what, 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 what you tweeted me. Censor uh, it, but this tell was me the what best. you tweeted me. This was the me. best.
3: So, I, I mean, you want to know about New York politics. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm driving back from dropping off my kids, and my kid goes to school in Whitestone, Queens. Whitestone is very heavy Republican. Yeah. Okay. So there's a local Republican election happening between Vicky Palladino which claimed to fame was screaming at bill de Blasio when she, when he was running for his second term. Okay. Uh, he went to Whitestone to, uh, to plant the tree or to talk about the roads. And he was leaving early to go to Germany to protest. Some, it was like a protest in Germany. He was joining. Okay. But a cop was killed in the city that day and he bailed and he left. Yeah. And a lot of people criticized him and said, why are you going to another country to protest when you've got stuff to do right here? When you when you have a cop that was killed. Yeah. So she was driving by with her husband going home. Yeah. And she yelled. She's like, pull over, pull over and started screaming at him. Yeah. Like, listen to Blasio, you know, like, yeah, very, very, New York, right? very Queens. Yeah. She's in an election against um younger Greek guy, John something. He ran, he ran Bayside. He ran for district 26 and he lost against, uh, against a local uh, Ed Bronstein. local politics. Right. Yeah. And so I'm walking. I'm driving and the two campaigns are fighting each other. Okay. Vicky Paladinos and somebody else. And all I hear is, Hey, MF, this is Vicky Paladino country. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Vicky Paladino country. Holy moly. Yeah. Uh, Vicky Paladino, Trump on the Trump campaign. Sure. Uh, she's a Trump Republican, uh, I'm like, what the hell is going on? All politics are local. There was nobody else, by the way. These are two union people screaming. At, like they have the union local,
0: whatever yeah, 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 j- yeah. shirts on. And, th- and that's screaming what people need to understand is that when, when you're talking about the red areas of New York, by and large, you're talking about uh, the, you know, Reagan Republicans, like a uh, union of uh, uh, blue collar that, especially in our modern era, as the democratic party has kind of tilted more left yeah. uh, have wound up finding more of a populist home in 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 the Republican Party, but that they've always leaned more toward the like you know lower taxes, but they're not they're not like the the same kind of evangelical. I mean, they're largely Catholic, different sects of
3: Catholic. Our, our Republicans are a little little rough around the edges. It's our, different. Our New it's York, just different. New York, yeah, you know, New York blue collared. Uh, Republican or Democrat doesn't matter. you know, blue-collar workers, union guys, very different.
0: Breed well, it's of like people. it's like when you look at the last two Republican mayors. You know, it's Giuliani and Bloomberg. And Giuliani was the city was a mess, crime-wise, and so he was. I'm going to get crime under control. And he did it. Look, look, look at me. Look yeah. what I did to the mafia. I'm going to get crime under control, and that was his claim to fame. Bloomberg was jobs plus. I I'm going to tinker with the city to yeah. make it better and that's why you can't get a big gulp like you know uh uh, that was that was his kind of uh uh, pitch and he had so much money he could drown out everybody You
3: brought up the mafia which is very interesting because you know new york is everybody's on the tough on crime thing right when giuliani was fighting crime yeah uh you know uh cleaning up the city you know he went after the mob that was the i that was like the negative for a lot of new yorkers like leave them alone Like I, I thought it was, I think it's such a talk bizarre about, thing. Talk about talk, all politics being local, local it's politics. Like, like, yeah, you
0: want to, there, 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 there's politics beyond the ballot box like in, that, in
3: parts of New York city. Very interesting. Like you oh, got, yeah. you can't go out and be like, I'm going to be tough on the mafia. Like you may lose a lot of boroughs. Well, <laughs> yeah. lot of and he wound up, boroughs. he wound up, he wound up doing okay. Again. By the way, early voting. This is yeah. interesting to look at this uh, early voting, New York city boroughs in 2021 primary, right? Yep. Brooklyn. Ridiculously high. Yep. All Brooklyn early yep. voting. Manhattan second, Queens third, Bronx fourth, and uh, Staten Island fifth. So the big surprise there is Brooklyn over Manhattan. Over, I, I, it looks like, I, I don't have the exact number, but it looks like it's like 13, 14,000 uh, votes casted yep. in, in Brooklyn and about 11,000 in Manhattan early voting. But I mean,
0: look at what those
3: numbers are. Isn't that unbelievable? City of 9 11, million people.
0: 11,000. That's Eleven thousand people in the Isle of Manhattan. Unbelievable. In, like there there are more people playing Fortnite
3: right now. We're not a very political city, which is considering the fact that we are very political. We just don't. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if it's like that other city. Like, how is it in Chicago
0: or Philly? I don't know. I mean LA. Of, how about LA? Part of it is uh uh i I think that there is an oversaturation media wise because the media lives in York. like that that's that's just a reality. every you know, since the birth of radio and television, you know, it has been based out of New York City, and so New York City gets kind of overcovered. but also, you know, I don't know. i I guess I thought that that covid plus the economy plus the crime that this was just going to be a a particular moment of inflection. But then again, I think it probably is just kind of uh, maybe as simple as this. It's the only election going on right now, and that's why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So maybe maybe uh, uh, I'm, I'm just hoping it's going to be something that that it isn't. But it is over now, at least by the time that you guys are listening to this. We we will likely have our first place votes. Th- while it's possible that ranked choice voting uh, switches up who the first place vote getter is, it is unlikely that that's the case. So we'll end on this, Arian. Ranked choice voting. Your thoughts? Do you, do you have a strategy? How, what What have you heard? Are people confused? Are they happy? What What's the deal? I I, I can tell you, not one
3: person has asked me how it works, and that's not because they know. Yeah, it's because they first of all they have no idea that ranked choice vote, rank choice voting is happening. Uh, two, uh, I don't think people are going to do it. I think people are just going to vote for whoever one they want. Person. One person. That's it. That That's honestly how they're going to do this. Uh, I. I I
0: don't know why they went to this. I kind of understand it, but I, it is probably the biggest, most expensive rank choice election in American but history. But why Why switch it? Like, what, what's the main. There's uh, the arguments for rank choice voting. Um, and please, everybody hit up Zarian's Twitter because, uh, yeah, please, the, uh, especially the third party people love rank choice voting. Okay. I'd love um, to know. So basically, the idea is. You are avoiding the I wasted my vote thing. So it's like, let's say that you are you really in in the general election that you really want to vote like libertarian or green or something like that. Okay, you can do that, but then also not have it be effectively a vote for the other party that you're like not aligned with in a way that when people vote green, you're like, oh, well, you're really helping the Republicans or when you vote libertarian, you're really helping the Democrats. You can vote who you want to and then put the second place person that you that like like. you would you would kind of like. So yeah. it's like you could vote Libertarian Republican. Or you could vote Green Democrat. And so that way, when your candidate was out, it would wind up going to the party that you probably are more ideologically aligned with.
3: I see it more of a gauge to see who has some momentum and who doesn't. You know, like if Eric Adams is number one and Yank somehow is like. Third, then you'd be like, "Oh wow, so and
0: so has way more momentum than we thought," and they can position that person. Well, what's happened over the over the weekend was that you saw something that had not really happened during this election, and it finally happened. Although there was there was rumors in, in other ranked choice voting elections, it has two candidates campaigned together. So Yang and Garcia went out and campaigned together with the idea, and then Maya Wiley even like kind of chimed in as like, "Oh, Eric Adams also sucks." with the idea being okay vote us in whatever order you want is, 1 through 3 and take it away from and don't rank Adams wow. so like they did everything but say don't rank Adams like I, I but, mean I, I mean that that's New York politics to its finest right but that's yeah that that's that, that's the strategic kind of uh, way about it when I was out with Garcia in Sunset Park which is heavy uh uh Asian you know she was handing out these flyers one flyer was her. And then the other one, which was on the back half, all, uh, 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 foreign language, uh, had in the same size pictures, her and Yang. Wow. So it's like that, that does matter on some level, but the question then becomes strategically as a voter, how do you want to handle it? I was having dinner with a friend of mine who's very, very progressive. And she was showing me a text message that she had been going back and forth with a friend of hers about like, Oh, well, how are you going to rank? And she shows it to me. And it's like, Five progressive, one of which is Maya Wiley, who is going to be the closest but has little shot of winning. And then four other progressives that have increasingly less shot of winning. And I'm like, well, look, you can do that and you can make all these other people, these other four people feel good that they got one more fourth place vote. Right. But if you really don't like one candidate, let's say you really don't like Yang, then what you want to do is start ranking you know, dog food brands and oh saying God. which one you would like to eat first. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And say like, okay, well, if I hate Yang, then I'll go Adams, uh, Wiley's my number one, but then I want Adams, Garcia, Stringer, Donovan, whatever.
3: Well, Stringer had the um had the the teachers union behind him. And then <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I fell and apart. And then, and then, yeah, me too. Wild. An Wild. old, an old one too. But yeah. yeah, he's also one of those politicians where I think he would have needed to. He's very New York. He needed to pull it back a little bit. No, he's just he's a particular, like if he had cut. He's kind of like Bernie in that, like, he's his own, it's a very singular character. And either he's got momentum behind him or he's a laughing stock. Bernie was a laughing stock. Forever. Until he had momentum. And then he had momentum. And then everybody was like, oh, he's so true to himself. This is what I love about him, as yeah. opposed to before, when it's like, you're just putting a bunch of dumb stuff that no one ever yeah. votes for. Why are you standing in the way of all these other things that we can Fascinating. do? Fascinating. But anyway, that's 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 stringer. And this is Andrew Zarian, our primary correspondent uh, uh it's so great to get out here into deep queens deep, and, and deep queens and do uh and do our, our our finale together thank you so much for taking time out of your oh, last dude, few absolutely. months to help out with this absolutely anytime do you have anything that you want to that you want to get out there where, where, where can people uh, talk to you do you even want people to talk to you about yeah, politics man, no, talk to that, said we haven't even we haven't even like got over the fact that now you are like this gigantic professional wrestling uh uh gossip empresario <laughs> it's so bizarre man my
3: life is my career over the last 10 years has taken such a bizarre turn into this weird, uh, weird world, <laughs> of, weird pro world of pro wrestling gossip. Yeah. yeah, pro wrestling gossip. That's what I do, I, I break stories somehow. Uh, that, That's become my, my identity now on the internet. Before I was a tech guy. Now I'm a wrestling guy. Now, now I'm you, also doing politics, which is which I love, you know?
0: So uh, you can find me on Twitter at Andrew Zarian. There Tell we go. me
3: why you love ranked choice voting.
0: Yes, exactly. Please rank Zarian number one <laughs> and uh, uh, make sure that if you are into uh, uh, professional wrestling, you follow the Matt Men you think podcast. If I ran for mayor, I would have a shot. We'd, have, we'd have to figure out your issue. Oh, I have a lot. I have tons of oh, issues. I know you have tons of issues. I <laughs> oh, the I, I, issue. think, I think we need to find out your your yeah. your, your slogan. I, I think, think I'm going
3: to have to go down to the sewers and find out what's really happening in the city.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's going to be your attack ad against Sliwa. <laughs> is that like, you know, you are going to you you're, you're going you're, you're, you're to get the endorsement of the Foot Clan. Yeah. Uh uh Zarian, thank you so much. Thank you, man. And that will wrap us up today. Politics, politics, politics has been written and hosted by me, Justin Robert Young, for Dog and Pony Show Audio live in New York City, New York. It was edited by the legendary Brett Stewart. Of course, if you'd like to email us, you can do so at the at gmail.com. Our Twitter is at px3 tweets, and our Twitch is px3live.com. Our newsletter is px3 newsletter, and you can share this podcast by heading on over to px3podcast.com. Find all of our politics, politics, politics merch at politicsmerch.com, including our COVID shots equals body shots, shirts, tank tops, and masks. Which were a big hit at our meetup in New York City on Sunday. Thank you to everybody who came out for that. If you would like to give us a one-time donation to support this show or trip in particular, you can do so at paypalme payjury pay jury. You can go to my Venmo, Justin-Young-20. You can hit up my cash app, PX3 Cash, or you can send us a check to PO Box 153184 Austin Texas 78715 Again that is PO Box 153184 Austin Texas 78715 Of course if you would like to get our bonus content you can go to takepoliticsseriously.com that brings you to our Patreon at the $3 tier you get the two bonus podcasts our Sunday, Sunday, Sunday show, where we break down all of the Sunday talk show narratives and let you know what you can expect in this week in politics. Get some real stakes here. Understand who's winning and who's losing based on how they're trying to frame the conversations at the top of the schedule. And of course, our late edition, our Thursday podcast, which is the latest news that we discuss for the week That is available at the $3 tier at com. Of course, our $10 tier gets your names read at the end of the podcast like the folks in our Titanic. Ten dollar dare, up to and including Utah, Jimmy, Montana, Chad, headphones, Neil, Doctor G, the other half of Whiskey Wednesday, Idris, the government unfiltered podcast, hundred mile runner, Berkeley, Stephen, Kathy, Max, Zombie Doc, D, really, Methuvela, Honeythuckle, the Gen, Middle Age, Mike dot com, Junkie, Clamondies, Laser, Lord Scale, De Quincey, Anile the Third, and Gloria Young for King of the New World Order, Charles, David, Olin, and Angela, D L. David, Snuffy's off Route 44. Just another pilot. Will, J. Pink, Andrew, Miranda Janelle, Jenny, Robert Ward, Casey, Paul, the most conscientious nonpartisan listeners, Brad and D. Laser. I want to just underline one more time exactly how remarkable what we have done together is. I have now been out on these trips where I have privately financed my own travel hotel. Uh, I have, I have secured my own press, uh, uh, access to primary campaigns, to presidential rallies. And now here in New York city, when I am in these scrums, I can identify the corporate media outfits that are there for everyone else. Not most people, not some people, everybody. There is not another political podcast that does this. You, you listening, you supporting, make it happen. If you are interested in keeping that going, if you are interested in taking that further That is the reason why I would compel you to help support the show financially. That's the difference we can make. And one day, not only do I hope that we continue to bring coverage, actual coverage like we have done here today to this race and many others. But I would like to see more podcasts that do the exact same because I think it's worthwhile. I think that the content that we give you guys is substantially different than what happens in corporate media. And I'm very proud of it. So with that, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for sending me here. We will be back on Friday with a political triad episode. Andrew Heaton and Jen Briney joining us yet again. But until then, it's your old pal, Justin Robert Young, saying, uh, some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics, and still more discuss politics but this this is the only show that dares discuss
4: Channel come on come on come on
0: baby. i didn't realize until the end of the all 3 that i'm literally right outside the subway stop and 50 people just watched me do that. And they all snickered and laughed. <laughs> See you guys next week. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Dog and Pony Show Audio.